bloody good horror covering the best and worst of the horror genre since Halloween 2007. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing a movie that I can't remember the name of. What did we watch this week? Ex, Ex Machina Machina. Ex Macarena. Yep. Ex Machina. Deus Ex Human Revolution. No. Uh, this is episode 329 this is, this of the is going show. Great so far. Look, man, I'm on like five hours of sleep. You get what you get tonight. Uh, this is episode 329. My name's Eric. I'm the editor in chief over at bloodygoodhorror.com, which means I can forget as many things as I want and I can't be fired, Mark. So do, do your worst. Uh, joining me tonight, first up, she's from the South, so she's gangster. You know her name. She's Cece. <laughs> Hello. They, I like that intro. You That's, live where they film The Walking Dead. Yeah, along with a lot of rap videos. That's a goddamn amazing <laughs> Dirty South. Yes. Representing. I believe they also call it Hot Lana. Um, if you're not, <laughs> I mean, I have before, but. Um, yeah, Casey would live? like to know your position vis a vis Scissorp. Oh, yeah. Well, and you also don't call it Hotlanta if you, you actually live in Atlanta. But yes, that's that's a pretty that's cool right. name, though. Well, yeah, it's cool if you're not from Atlanta. But when we're here, everyone wants to like it's just overdone. Like so. it doesn't say that on your license. No, okay, well, I've been. You don't like a taxi t-shirt. I've been misled. Then I know it'd be better if it did. We'd probably like it, but unfortunately not. It's not the Hotlanta airport. No. Uh, next up on the show, she's here tonight to call you out for not being a real Chicagoan. Her name is Sophie. Oh, I'm glad that's going to be my, my reputation now because as Mark pointed out in the email, I am not from Chicago. <laughs> I just said we were discussing like theaters in Chicago over email today and I'm like, my favorite part of the last show is when you guys all told that dude he wasn't from quote unquote real Chicago. Yeah. By the way, Mark's lived in Chicago for like barely a year. Uh, it's oh, so I guess I've been five. here the longest. Does that mean I guess I'm allowed to say it? <laughs> Eric, it's been five years. No. Yeah. Shut up. It has. Liar. <laughs> that guy's we go from under a year to five years. <laughs> I mean, Eric doesn't even know how old I am, even though I've been four years no, younger I than do. Him my entire life. It's your age. <laughs> Next up on the show, he makes websites. He's a true Chicagoan. His name is Mark. You're goddamn right. Listen, you grew up in New York, man. Never forget. I grew up where pizza comes from. That's right. Real pizza. <laughs> I can't eat it anymore, but I know what it is. Yeah, actually, I mean, most of my time in, or my adult time spent in New York was in the land of buffalo wings, the true land of buffalo wings. Mm. So that that I claim. And nice. some most of the wings are shit, too. Oh, well. As in most American, like, delicacy foods, it was born out of, hey, we had a bunch of this useless fucking meat nobody wants to eat. What should we do with it? I don't know. Let's fry it and cover it in something that makes it... (laughs) That's kind of buffalo in general. It's like, this is the worst part of the chicken. We'll see what we can do with it. That's kind of everything in buffalo. Like like barbecue, like American barbecue was invented basically to hide the taste of spoiled meat. Which, when you think about it, actually makes a lot of sense, because I bet it would do that. 
Mm-hmm. It sounds delicious, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that person here over there salivating over spoiled meat. His name is Casey. <laughs> Hello. Mm, spoiled meat. Uh, salivating over spoiled meat. Oh, it's grilling nice. season, you guys. I've grilled like three times and have yet to give myself food poisoning, so I'm pretty excited about my my summer. Nice. My fucking favorite. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And you I know don't... how I know I'm old? I gave up on the gas grill. I'm in love with my foreman grill. Nice. Really? That's no fun. Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say to that. For a while, I had a foreman grill that was on a stand, and there was like a I, little drip tray underneath it that wasn't held by anything, oh. and I would always bump into it and just flip grease all over the yeah. place. The That's I, what I got. It was, I got a big foreman grill on the stand. It sits out in the garage, and I look like an idiot, but by God, I love it. Yeah, the best part is like I don't really have a true like backyard because we're on a corner. Like I have a big side yard, so I grill out like in the front in my driveway and just kind of stare down my neighbor's. Who are perfectly nice people, but I just want them to know their place. Do you, do you scratch yourself while you do it? I 100% scratch myself. Well, yeah. That's the best part of grilling. That's right. Scratching. Uh, speaking of grilling, Mark. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't make any sense. What What's going on at bloodygoodor.com? You had some stuff you want to talk about. You're grilling me about what's going on on the website. <laughs> Come on, Erica. You're supposed to ask him what's cooking at Bloody Good Horror. See, uh-huh. I'm, off my, I'm off my segue game tonight. You burnt. Uh, so oh, that works too. Yeah, I know it yeah. does. Uh, uh, so Bloody Good Horror has been uh, fucking smoking lately. We've had new reviews every day. Some days we have two new reviews. Smoking doobies. Uh, we've been making a real effort to go back and review classic things we've missed or movies we've done on the podcast but didn't have reviews on the site. Um, so we are really going going wild with this shit. CC and Sophie have been extremely helpful in getting that uh, getting that off the ground. We've got you know people on a schedule, which is amazing. I manage a schedule, which I never thought was a thing yeah. I would do, uh, and it's only taken us like seven years for you know. You know what my favorite thing is? Have- you know my favorite thing is Mark. What's that? you doing? All the stuff that I used to do. It's my favorite thing in the world right now. I mean that's oh that yeah. I also, imagine. you probably forgot, but since you've only lived in Chicago for one year, but we one hundred percent used to be on a schedule for about two years. It was mainly due to um, um, Todd because that guy was a machine. Todd was his own one man schedule, right? <laughs> yeah. No, but we definitely had a schedule for a while. It, but it has been a long, long time. Yeah. So uh, this week we've had reviews of Final Destination three, Jennifer's Body. Scream 3, The Cell, a movie called Dumplings from uh, our new friend Spencer. I never saw Final uh, Destination 3. How was that, according to bloodygoodhorror.com? Uh, I think it, well, I can give you a number, or I can just tell you. Uh, <laughs> can you just read me the review, please? Yeah, I would love to, <laughs> word for word. Um, so we'd like to also welcome Spencer uh, and Luke. I think I may have mentioned Luke before. Uh, he was a frequent uh, Ask BGHer, uh, who now writes for the site. Um, and uh, Spencer is uh, was a recommendation from Sophie, and he is great. Um, so we are we've got tons of shit going on. Uh, so bloodygoodhorror.com. and also I'm just gonna drop another cryptic hint that the like late this spring, early this summer, uh, we have something really exciting to announce that involves our reviews and website in general. But I am not gonna tell anyone what that is. It's like, uh, you know those photo finders at the bar? It's like that, but an adult one. <laughs> you know that thing where you like see a, see a person and you swipe left or you swipe <laughs> right? We're going to do that. Like with a- or, oh, my God, that's genius. 
<laughs> Holy it's like shit, a new, Mark. Uh, I'm cutting that out. We are TMing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a new M. Night Shyamalan uh, movie. Just to figure out what Mark's uh, twist is. I didn't hear anything you said after Shyamalan. <laughs> I think that's how I'm going to say his name Ooh, from now on. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, what else is going on at the um, site? Yes. Um, so... Tell me what the tell me what the nerds are up to, Cece. Yes, the nerds of Bloody Good Horror have just finished our first um, book, and if anybody who read it has questions for Josh Mallerman, who wrote Bird Box, um, the forum is open until Friday on our subreddit. So get those questions in before his is he, interview. Is this person aware that he's doing this? Yes, he is nice. quite aware. <laughs> Look at you! Nice work, Cece. I, no, I thought I would just like randomly email him and yeah. be like, yo, I have all these questions. And we also He's read tied book. up in my basement. So he has no choice. Really. <laughs> yes. I'm keeping him hostage until he answers them. Um, and then also we are starting our second one on May 11th. And it's going to be after the people lights have gone off, which is Stephen Graham Jones's book. And it's an anthology. So in case you don't want to have to like read a whole book at one time, you can read a bunch of small stories. So yeah, I love this because we have been judged by smart people for years. <laughs> Are you happy now, smart people? You got what you wanted. See, we found a smart people. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's as far nice. as we've gotten with the RBGH, so like the milk. Yeah, Reddit. and uh, Reddit.com, Instagram going great. Lots of new and interesting followers every day. So thanks. And then thanks if you need that. some other Reddit suggestions, PM me. I got a few. I'll slip you on the down low. <laughs> yeah it's a pretty interesting website uh next week yes the girl who walks at home alone to lost in new york (laughs) that one was good at night as lost in new york at night i think it is pretty close a girl who walks home alone at night oh my god i'm gonna butcher that so bad next week uh this is an iranian film i believe Mm-hmm. Yes, something, it is. something we've heard a lot about uh it's gotten great reviews it's on netflix now so you should go watch it yourself and then you can follow along but uh a um it sounds mm-hmm. like a very sophisticulty horror movie which i like doing every once in a while so i'm gonna guess it's a metaphor you guys i don't i don't even know anything about it but i guarantee it might, you it's it might a metaphor. actually i i know a little bit about it it might actually be more than the metaphor yeah What's more than a metaphor? The metaphor is the ultimate. I think Cece probably knows what more than a metaphor is. Oh, um, <laughs> symbols? I don't know. Oh, God. like she learned that in school. Symbols in, in learning school. Sim- it's symbology, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> At learning school. Um, and then I believe we're in the theater for like five or six straight weeks or some crazy shit so we are yeah i had to drive far to see ex machina this week like 45 minutes wow um and the seats were terrible in that theater they're terrible you know what it was i accidentally you went know to what an grinds R- my gears i accidentally went into an rpx last week and had to do it because i just had to see the movie but those seats man hmm those seats are luscious there's a couple theaters in Chicago now that put in like the recliners, the like leather oh, I love recliners. That. And it's just fucking the only thing is if you show up late to a movie, they make quite a bit of noise when you recline. Yeah. So you can't just like walk in and just be like, eh. they here's, like, here's my question. Uh, fart it's, squeak. It's every single seat. It's every single seat. But basically what happens is are there less you, seats then? 
Well, when you, yeah. And when you buy a ticket, you have to pick your seat. Um, I think that's almost <laughs> everywhere in Chicago though, which is weird. Cause I went to a regular theater and I have to pick my seats. Well, that's a fucked up theater then. You can pick it's your friends. It's super weird. You can pick All your the seat. High Park theaters make you pick a seat. Can't pick your friend's seat. <laughs> See, here in Indiana, the highest, biggest perk we got is D-Box motion seats. Cause, I've never know, even seen one of those. It's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so in this wait, theme- hey, wait, hold on, Casey, tell me, yeah, tell me more about these. I need to hear about these. It's you like don't the know what coaster ride. You sit in it and it moves like eight different directions along with the movie. Yeah, your seats what? move and rumble and stuff. Yeah. I would throw up yeah. everywhere. That's yeah. It only costs you like an extra four bucks, too. I don't really want to do that, but... <laughs> um, Mark, so I have a question. Is this Are these theaters that they're building or are they taking old theaters and like retrofitting them with these? I mean, I guess I'm just kind of confused because aren't they losing money by... I assume they, they're charging more. Well, they're so they're retrofitting them, but it, it's more of like a. I, I think it's more of like a luxury thing. I would go um, to that theater every single time if there was one around here. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a theater uh, that we go to that shows more of the indie stuff, and it was one of the only places in the city that was showing Ex Machina. Um, and they have like a full service bar and restaurant now, so you can just like go get like a fucking full meal and drink and bring it into the theater and sit Oof. in your crazy leather recliner. That sounds pretty uh, good. <laughs> Obviously, you spend about ten times as much money as you would if you just like. I just it get up. every movie I go to for the show, cup of coffee, like a ninety-year-old man, dude. I don't know. There's there's something like simultaneously amazing and really strange about reclining in public, like with other people in the room. <laughs> yeah, because you literally, it's really the, the motion is literally like like flailing back and throwing your crotch up in the air. Basically, well, and what's yeah, even to say you're front into the whole. You're, you're presenting. <laughs> Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. What's, what's even worse, though, is the moment where everyone kind of gets up and looks around and realizes they've all been reclined for like two hours. My only other issue with leather is sweat. I feel like they should have those doctor's office things, so each time you just pull that little pa- like oh, meat paper over the top of it. Meat paper? Uh, paper. That's ba- it's the same shit you get at the butcher, right? I mean, it's basically the same thing. Doesn't the meat paper negate the comfort of the leather? paper and the medical paper are the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know for a fact, same wholesaler. I think medical paper like sucks up the liquid or fluids. Are you a doctor? You know, I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> My doctor uses tin foil, so <laughs> sounds sharp. Oh, yeah, man. helps yeah. me bake. You know what's easy? <laughs> but yeah, right. the le- uh, the leather seat no. theaters are the shit. They're awesome. No, that that sounds freaking amazing. Um, one last thing. YouTube, youtube.com slash BGH video. I did another uh, Let's Play video on Sunday. It's kind of been my goal, so do one a week for now. Uh, you know what, Mark? 20 years later, Fester's Quest still, like, I was getting mad while I was playing it. I could hear you getting mad, and that's my favorite part, is that you <laughs> you cheat with Game Genie codes, but still get mad when you get hit. That's how <laughs> fucked up Nintendo <laughs> games are, because I'm trying not to get hit. I'm trying to, like, give it a little bit of a... Did, uh, did you see... God, I fucking part? hate that game, Mark. Like, I, I, I was hiding it during the thing, believe it or not. Well, I, I turned it off, it. and I was, like, fucking raging. I used to play Fester's Quest when I was a kid, and you got further in your half-an-hour video than I think I ever got in, like, ten years of playing it. So that's what I'm saying, I don't, yeah. I must have just played it for like 10 minutes at a time and then turned it off. I just, I can't figure out what I should be doing though, because I I didn't do research before that one and clearly just like did not know much about the game and didn't know where I was going. So is that, should I, or is it way funnier when I'm just like bumbling through it? No, I think, I mean, 
and I said this last week, I think the element of discovery is specifically what makes those really funny. Because it's, you know, it's like, I'm, you're not watching Fester's Quest to, like, watch this amazing game, especially with the old Nintendo games. You're watching someone, you're watching to watch someone just get really pissed, and you know. Um, we had some suggestions, too, Eric. Did you see these on Instagram? Yeah, I don't think I've ever played any of them. Well, see, there you go. Now you got That's a scary thing, mind. though. Like, the game, I've done two games that I played forever when I was a kid, and I didn't remember anything from them, so... Yeah, this looks sweet. And you should also play Maniac Mansion because that game was fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, YouTube.com slash BGH video for that stuff. When you go there, you can also check out our old spooktaculars that you could theoretically still, you know, watch and sync the movie up with. While you're drinking alone. Yeah, which I would do that. It's fun. Uh, I mean, but the I bet the majority of people watching, though, are like not interacting with us in real time anyway. So you'd get like the same experience, really, I think. Um and uh my remix videos so remix which go great with um cc's home state drink of scissor yes (laughs) make sure you you have some scissor the state drink (laughs) (laughs) if you are as the kids say turnt yeah (laughs) oh boy (laughs) this is this is going down you know what's funny is i've never heard that that's how i've never heard that well, I'm closer to being a kid than you are, so Learning I guess that things. must be it. You know? yeah. <laughs> I was trying to explain to somebody what Periscope is today, and I just realized, like, I I don't know. I, the world is so fucking weird. <laughs> Do you, are you Peris- familiar with this Periscope, Mark? You mean the pointy thing that sticks out of the top of a no, submarine? No, it's like the new social media thing where basically what? it's like you... you can start streaming live like instantly from the app and then it posts to your Twitter. I think Twitter just bought them. So then you'd see a link. They're like, oh, Eric is on Periscope. And then I would click on You click on it. You watch my live stream. But then when you go, it's like almost like Snapchat. When you log off, it disappears. You know, you know where I heard of that, Eric? Uh, Joe got drunk and started us a Periscope account and was had like a live video for like five minutes and then went back and deleted it. Oh, yeah. It was just him and his glass. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah I actually, we should do that again because I might be into some of that. You know, if you I think that would actually be kind of cool. If you haven't followed us on Twitter yet, it's really just seeing what happens when Joe gets drunk on a Friday uh, and, we, and we occasionally post links to the site. But I just like... I, you know what? We don't have enough time for this conversation. All right. Ex Machina. It's a movie. We're about to talk about it. Joe's not here. This is the normally the part of the show where he would uh, tell us what drink would go great with this movie. Um, anyone drink anything uh, interesting? Nope. Nope. Not tonight. <laughs> Cece got swirling some Jolly Ranchers over there. <laughs> I was going to say, now I feel like I need to have some scissor or yeah. something, but no. <laughs> just Just water. Is that it? Everybody drinking water? Yeah, I'm, I'm drinking sparkling water. Does that does that count as something that's different? You know who wouldn't do that, Mark? A real Chicagoan. Oof. Uh, I mean, I'm having beer. Am I more Chicago than Mark? Yeah. You're more mm. Chicago than all of us. <laughs> so <laughs> You are the most Chicago yeah. right now. Bam. Leveled up. All <laughs> right, guys. I'm coming for you. All right, guys. Time to talk about Ex Machina. Um, let's take a quick break here and do <laughs> just that. This is Dr. Mambo. Here, boy. Come on. Come on, Dr. Mambo. He's a doctor, like a physician or a professor? Yeah, he's a professor. Of being a dog? Oof, face. Hi, this is Electra Avellan. And this is Elise Avellan. And we're the crazy babysitter twins from Grindhouse. And you're listening to Bloody Good Horror. Mwah. 
sit, Jennifer. You're big breaking TV. Fuck the front time, bitch. You know what the thing, Mark, is about doing the bumpers live? What's that? I have to remember to do them, <laughs> which I did yep. just barely. It's a so, good thing you weren't drinking. That's pretty exciting. Um, normally, Schnars would do the word of the day here, but he's not here. Um, Cece. Yes. You're smart. Do you know what ex machina means? Yes. I means... knew you would. That's why I put you in the spot. Go ahead. I was like, oh, God. Um <laughs> Yes, it means um, God from the machine, or it, like a... Oh, that a, shit's deep. It's a derivative of it. So yeah, I don't have all the background on it, but I could look it up for you. I was reading an article the other day about how this physicist or something who was basically putting forth this theory that if there if there is a dominant... If there is life outside of Earth, that the dominant life force is probably synthetic. Hmm. Which is like terrifying yeah but also I mean, like kind of makes sense i i don't know when i've it's all theoretical had, but yeah know. when i've had discussions on what i think about all of that it tends to get super bizarro so but i can agree i mean that's kind of it's kind of weird and terrifying yeah <laughs> oh so do we read you the whole uh definition I've, i think you know me <laughs> it's a, <laughs> Um, a god introduced by means of a crane in ancient Greek and Roman drama to decide the final outcome or a person or thing as in fiction or drama that appears or is suddenly introduced unexpectedly and provides a contrived solution to an apparently insoluble difficulty. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. But it also means Greek god from the machine. God from the machine. That sounds like... Like a um, like a Godsmack cover band, maybe, <laughs> right? Or a really oh, good, or a really good anime. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say knockoff anime. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, all right, so this film uh, Ex Machina um, just came out in U.S. theaters, wide release but limited, I would call it. So, I mean, we are spread all over the place from uh, you know Indiana, Chicago, New York. We were all able to find theaters, but I think some of us anyway had this experience that it wasn't playing everywhere. Like, I was only playing one theater around here. Um, so that's just of interest. I guess it's a little heady, so I guess that kind of makes sense. Uh, written and directed by this guy named uh, Alex Garland. Um, let's see. Writer-producer known for 28 Days Later, Sunshine, and Dread. Um So I don't know what that means. He could have just been like a PA on those, so who knows. But uh Yeah. Hey, Sophie. Yes. Can you tell us what this movie's about? Absolutely. So first I have to jump in and say he actually wrote Sunshine, so props to him. Nice. Because that movie's amazing. Um, So yeah, this movie is about this guy named Caleb who wins a contest at work to go live and work with the CO for a week. By the way, Hey, Sophie, what's that actor's name? Oh, gosh, come on. I just have to, I have to Donald point out. Donald Gleason, I think. How much of a bummer it is that Schnars isn't here because this movie is literally about his life. Like, this, like, it's fake Google and, like, fake guy who runs Google and it's the whole thing. It's Schnars. Sure. Sorry, continue. So, so Caleb wins this contest and he gets to go stay with the CEO who's played by Oscar Isaacs 
And he basically just gets dropped off in the middle of nowhere and has to like walk to this weird compound house and then learns that he's not just spending a week with this guy, but this guy has created an AI and wants someone to do the Turing test and mm. see if he can tell it's an AI by interacting with it. And Although so the rest like of the tells him right away. Yeah. <laughs> so the rest of the movie kind of follows him interacting with the AI and having really weird interactions with Oscar Isaac's character. Guys, so and creepy. getting torn between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, between, like, pretty robot lady and incredibly creepy bearded engineer guy, I'm pretty sure I know which direction I would have gone. Right, not a hard choice at <laughs> yeah. all. Um, all right, very cool. Um, I guess, did you have any expectations for this, and how did you feel, Casey, you want to start? Uh, so, going into this, I saw one trailer, I believe. I've been kind of going the uh, Eric Newell route with my movies here as of late and avoiding any pre-hype whatsoever. <sighs> Dude. Listen, man, First, uh, make it's the shit. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's the shit. Uh, I had, you know, I knew what it was about. That was about it. So I went in here with no expectations and I came out of this. <laughs> Me being a sci-fi fan, a huge sci-fi fan, which I've mentioned many times, I thought this movie was fantastic. It was pretty great. Uh, it was a really good sci-fi story. Uh, it's a whole lot of deep good shit going on here and a whole lot of words that you know make me feel smart because like i recognize that word i didn't know what they're talking about but i recognize it so i felt smart so yeah yes i was trying to think of one of those words but i couldn't so i'm obviously as turing turing test was my big one i was familiar with that one yeah uh cc um yeah i i did see some previews for this so i had some relatively high expectations for it but um it definitely delivered. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, I thought that everyone was cast really well. Um, the actress who plays Ava was awesome. Yeah, she's and, fantastic. I mean, not only is she gorgeous, she's a very, very talented actress. So that was really cool to see her, you know, kind of toy the line between robot and human, or hmm. if there even is a line. Um, I think a great that question we will probably discuss. <laughs> Um, I don't know how, I mean, do you want me to go into like everything I felt about it or do you want me to hold uh, on? Not just the overview. We'll, we'll yeah. dig in here. So in yeah, I liked it a lot. Uh, Mark, do you yeah. think that robots can get turned? Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie proved that robots can get whatever they want. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Uh, I love this fucking movie. I thought it was, I thought it was so well done. Um, I thought that it was like really tense right from the beginning. Um, and I just enjoyed watching the whole thing. I think my only complaints were maybe some logical leaps, but I mean, this is like a movie about a fully formed AI that can pass as human. So of course there's going to be some logical leaps. It's ahead. very intentionally like it's near future. So everybody's kind of dressed what looks normally, but you can tell by the technology that it's like maybe 10 years from now or something. And also like they specifically... I don't know. The, all the technology you see, none of it seems like a large leap, but they go out of their way not to explain how. Because how is not the important thing of the movie. It's the implications of once it has. You know what I mean? Like, we will get this way eventually. Obviously, we don't know how yet, but the question this movie, you know, really wants to dig into is the ethics of what it means once we do reach that place. 
Yeah, and I think I mean I think one of the strongest things about this movie is how kind of small it feels. There's really only four characters, and there's only a handful of settings, so it gives it this really awesome claustrophobic feel. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I just I mean, it's this is another one of those things that like this would kind of how successful this movie is depends on how believable the technology is, how good the effects are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the effects kind of how, are pretty amazing. The effects are incredible. Yeah. They're so good. And like every, you know, it's just like, even if things don't make total scientific sense, the thought that was put into them, I feel like just makes this whole thing really come together. And we I have, really enjoyed it. It's pretty wild to think that from the time we started this podcast till now, we have seen CGI go from almost always taking you out of a movie to now being almost completely seamless. Like, I, I really it, can't uh, think of anything recently that, like, took me out of a movie. You know what I mean? Like, I was watching Godzilla the other day. The fucking CGI in that movie is incredible. What was the movie that set us off on the rant it that was, one time? I was I Am it? Legend. No, was it... The, what about The Mist? Wasn't The Mist? Yeah, it was, it, was the the mist. it was The Tentacles in The Mist. Like, if you did those tentacles now, we, it would be like our favorite movie. Like, it, I mean, it, that was our only real complaint about The Mist. Like, the, I remember the, the early tentacles. days having a lot of conversations about when is this technology going to get to the point where it doesn't distract me and it we're, we're actually in my eyes there that's kind of amazing it's an amazing time to be alive mark yeah don't i know it man eyes and it. the walking dead and stuff i don't know sexy robots yeah sophie what'd you think i also really liked this movie i have to echo what mark said about the tension i feel like they created this very very thick sense of claustrophobia mm. from essentially the point that he got dropped off at the very beginning. And the rest of the movie was so intense and suspenseful that they did a great job. And I also thought that the score was fantastic. For some reason, this felt a lot to me like the score was in the same family as It Follows. It was very, like, hmm. synthy and weird. And if it's on Spotify, I might have to check it out. Yeah, I like, going, I like all of these horror movies kind of now leaning back to older um, score sounds. I, yeah, that's another thing I've been saying for, like, eight years now. Like, bro, bring back my synth. So good. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually is kind of perfect with the sci-fi feel of this, I think. Yeah, it worked really well. And I thought, like like Cece said, the casting was great. Like, I haven't seen Oscar Isaacs play that creepy and douchey, and yeah. he did it so <laughs> I, well. It was very unsettling. I don't know who he is. He's from Drive and The Most Violent Year. And Lewin Davis. Inside Lewin Davis. Not to be confused with uh, the elf from the Santa Claus who was also on that's Freaks. That's who I thought it was. was. also yeah. on Freaks and Geeks. <laughs> I had a yeah, very that's involved, who I thought. Yeah, he looks just like him. That's who I thought it was. I had a very involved discussion slash debate with my girlfriend on the drive home about whether or not it was the same person. Because <laughs> that guy has been, that guy is kind of like, comedy cameo guy the last couple of years they so look like, exactly the fucking same it's really insane do. i would have liked to see that guy in this movie that would have been fun it's um, like uh javier bardem and that guy that looks exactly like him whose name i can't yes. remember <laughs> yeah the guy from Grey's anatomy yeah yeah 10 years ago jesus christ all right <laughs> uh this might be a boring show but i cool reference bro thanks <laughs> 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 i used to watch with my wife okay mark i still uh, watch it so it's, wow it's, we're, we're good Man, I can't, I'm not even going to touch that one. Um, I absolutely loved this movie. Um, I I love this movie for the same reason why, I this is going to sound really out of left field, but similar reasons why I love Prometheus. Like Prometheus was really ambitious in trying to kind of set up this larger narrative about the kind of nature of life. 
mm-hmm. um, and and the ethics of that, and I found that really fascinating. The difference being Prometheus, like, is a is kind of a mess script wise, whereas this movie is just like super tight. I felt like, uh, you know, yeah, looks, I can, I, I totally agree with that. That's a really good comparison. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Um, I think I agree with everybody. The acting is great. I think even like, even. I've heard some people complain about the main dude being a little plain, but I think it makes sense with his character. And you know what I mean? Like he, the whole idea of the guy's character is that he was kind of, um, we should lay some spoiler alerts too, for real. Like you should go see this movie, but we have to kind of, I think unpack this a little bit. Um, but I guess we can talk about it later, but when you get into it, he was selected for reasons specific that make sense with that way that they kind of portrays his character. It was because he was Bill Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that this is a movie that's going to benefit from multiple viewings. Um, I think Cece probably has some thoughts on this, but there's a lot of great symbolism and a lot of great kind of, um, you know, one of my favorite things was, so the whole idea is they go back and forth between these sessions. So each day, the I'm going to call him like head Google guy. He's cause he's the guy who invented this AI. I love the whole thing. It's like, he's invented it on his own without anybody knowing that's kind of like fun and dangerous. I, an idea too. Cause that in could his own happen. little encl- conclave thing way yeah. off in the middle of like the Arctic. Yeah. And it's like shit. beautiful, yeah. like mountainside, you know, and this, this guy who goes, you know, it's a huge company. So this kid who, wins this quote-unquote contest has never even met this dude before and he's just like in awe of him and his his kind of intellect and what he's accomplished and so day after day he sits in sessions and they actually use the old title cards to say like session one or whatever he sits in sessions with the ai robot um whose name i can't remember do you guys remember Ava. ava ava and um just is given no direction basically just talk to her and you know see see what you think about kind of her intellect and her reasoning and stuff um and as the movie goes on there's just incredible tension where this guy this google guy is like creepy from the beginning and you just know something is going on i actually was thought the whole movie that the big reveal this would have been kind of genius too the big reveal is going to be that he was really a robot and that was the real turing (laughs) test was to see if he could tell if he was a robot yeah, and then you see like, thinking. like because they kind of I don't know they insinuate a little bit in the beginning, but anyway, my favorite kind of um, a robot that works out. Well, that's yeah. That honestly, that it sounds weird. That was my favorite symbolism in the movie. <clears throat> they go out of their way, so you know the whole movie is about this synthetic robot, artificial life, and this guy who created her is like an animal, and they just show him being an animal. He every day. He's just get. He's got this disgusting ape beard. Um, he's always walk. You know, he works out like a maniac every morning when he's hungover to like sweat out the alcohol. And then he's eating food. And then he gets drunk again. And he's wearing like a sweaty wife beater. I just feel like they went out of their way to <laughs> really, really dial in on how um, viscerally <laughs> human, viscerally human he is as compared to her, like clean technology thing well and you know and opposed yeah. to the to the other guy right it makes every it makes every interaction they have really tense and kind of antagonistic it's a weird alpha just, male thing going he's on just too. always so like yeah. jacked up you know? like yo bro you want to bang some reps out come on come on <laughs> when he lays on 
Donnell Gleason's bed in his sweaty clothes right after oh, yeah. that was out. so it made, awkward. I made me so uncomfortable. It was so <laughs> gross. But uh, yeah, but like I said, like all that stuff feels really um, intentional. It's like uh, it's like Brian Cox's Monkey Jail. Basically, they're like you know they're playing these like dominance games with each other. I mean, ev- everything in this movie feels really intentional. I think yeah. intentional is like a really good way to describe it. And I'm which, sure I and missed I, a lot of it. Is what I'm. And like, I agree that going back on a you know a second watch would be awesome because okay, so you're not going to be surprised by the end anymore but now you get to watch the journey to get there and i bet there's going to be a lot more to uncover when you go watch it a second time yeah and like go ahead oh no i was just saying i mean i think that they did a really good job of exploring um i think nathan is oscar's character in in the movie but i think they do a really good job of exploring nathan's god complex without making it too obvious to the point where like you know it's a you know parable about you know playing God and making this machine or this being that you don't know how it's going to behave and, you know, whatever. I thought that it was a very subtle yet, like you said, intentional move to have all these symbols and to have, you know, these interactions between people and this juxtaposition of, you know, animalistic human desires and behaviors versus like underground dwellers, I think is right. Yeah. The God complex things is really cool too. I I mean I think Nathan's character, I, all the characters were great in this, but I think Nathan's character was written really well because he does have a God complex. Right. You do see those uh, those um, tendencies coming through, but at the same time, then you start seeing other sides of him as well because he's a very complex character. He's yeah, really charismatic, even though he's so creepy. Well, right, not even that. Kind of- he's also brilliant, yeah. though. And he's got really this this really in, he's got a lot of really insightful thoughts on uh, you what know doing and on culture and yeah. you know and how he's building all this stuff. Yeah, and that's he's he's creepy, he's antagonistic, but at the same time, like he's he is uh, an interesting character that you want to kind of spend more time with and know, and know more about. And and that's the same journey that the main character is going in on. He's like he, this is his idol in a lot of ways. And he doesn't want to kind of think bad things about him. But I think as the week goes on, it's just the two of them in this compound alone. At some point, he's just thinking, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, so the story that develops is really into this larger moral question. Um, You know, the AI is like really impressive and this main character and the audience, you get to start getting the feeling very soon that, um, well, you know, I guess it's, it's the, the age old question of like, once something becomes self-aware, does it then have human rights? Because it's basically, it's being held prisoner. He's got all these precautions in place to make sure it doesn't get out, which, you know, makes sense for like, you know, the safety (laughs) of the human race, but also it's really, um, it, it seems sad. She seems sad. Yeah. Yeah. And also Which, scared I mean, of him, you know? But that's like, I think that's really clever in this, you know, in the writing aspect of the film because you start having human emotions towards her and feeling sorry for her as you would a human rather than an inanimate object like a computer. I mean, she's basically a computer, but seeing the way he, both men interact with her you start, you know, you want her to escape and you want her to survive and you don't really care too much about what happens for her but to do that. 
it does, yeah, I mean, you do you do feel sorry for her, like you said, but at the same time, then you're also scared because you start watching <laughs> her doing things. You can see calculations going on I, behind yeah. her eyes. I found her, like, a little unsettling. Like, the same thing. She's yeah. very endearing. They intentionally kind of... He intentionally sexualize her it's a, it's even it's like a plot point in the movie like he go, even goes in this whole thing about how you could actually have sex with her um yeah. <laughs> but like and so you yeah you you definitely think like man this is horrible she's being kept here you want her to be free but at the same time she's scary and it's about the moment that she went and uh, the first time that she went and put clothes on and sat down <laughs> for for uh Donald Gleason whatever his name is I can't remember his character's name now, but she went and put clothes down on and sat down in front in front of him. Before that, it's just him talking to a robot, and you're thinking, "It's okay, this is interesting stuff." She went and did that, and she was deliberately working him because she figured out that that's something that he would find appealing. Right, and she was working against him like that. And I think um, that's the only kind of annoying thing I felt about the movie. Like, if you're kind of like really analyzing it, is that they used female sexuality as a plot device to like you know that was like the turning point in the movie which I mean is totally fine but I think that I would have felt more terrified if that had been a like a more organic development that you know that she had consciously developed that into her you know as she was transforming into a human rather than oh I mean it is sexuality but I think that he's actually connecting more with this um it's almost more emotional with him I think well, yeah, like, obviously I mean, just the, like, the kind, like plays sleeping into with her. No, no, I, I know, but yeah. It, it's certainly interesting and that this character chose to do that. And that obviously becomes like a much bigger plot thread as it goes on when you kind of, once you start getting the larger scope of what he's done. Um, and you're also like, you're not unaware of the dangers of just what would happen if an AI was let go unchecked. You know what I mean? Like in the wild. Um, in the wild. In the wild. In the wild of the world. <laughs> but no, you know what I mean? Like you are, if you're watching this movie and you're into all of this stuff and the science, that's something you've thought about too. Do you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's where the ethical questions come in because you are watching this movie where you care about this character. But then if you stop and kind of think about it, you know, unemotionally, you're like, well, that it could be kind of fucked up actually. Well, it's really interesting because the, uh, Oscar Isaac's character has a line where he says to Caleb, the other guy, like, I left her looking like a robot because I want her to still, I want her to still pass the test, even though you can see with your eyes that she's a robot. And I feel like the movie did that to the audience. Oh, yeah. Like, we can see she's a robot, but like Cece said, you have this emotional connection to her and you want, you feel bad for her, even though you know that she is a robot and you see it in every scene and you hear the noises that her body makes when she moves. The effect is so, I, I kind of like, yeah, I thought to myself, why wouldn't they just cast an actress? Cause there's some skin. Actually, by, um, she has a, let's call it a partial skin job. <laughs> um, is, is that really what you had to go with? Yeah. No, I've heard that before. It just always make me, makes me laugh. Partial skin job. So where she has like a face and hands, but then Exposed, yeah, yeah, but then like exposed circuitry and stuff, which looks really cool. Um, and I guess I wondered why not just make her all human, but having both parts really kind of nails that like uncanny valley thing. Oh, yeah, but Where I think it Sophie's just makes like, you so uncomfortable. I think Sophie's right, spot on though, because she, he, I mean, the, the director's doing to us what 
Oscar Isaac was doing to Donald Gleason in the movie. Yeah. It'd be exactly it, the same thing. Well, another genius the, thing, too, is the way she has, like, these bright, kind of beautiful blue lights, like, where her heart and her brain would be. I feel like that's another little, like, subtle kind of manipulation. Well, and the thing that having her appear half-robot the entire time, the other thing that that does is that when she puts clothes on and dress and like a wig and dresses up as a human, it almost makes it more unsettling. Cause yeah. you know, she's a robot underneath where for some reason, when she's like not all dressed up, it's more, it seems I actually did find her more unsettling more in that scene than I did. Yeah. yeah. When she has oh, no skin on because she doesn't like in that first scene, she puts a wig and a dress on, but you can still see where the kind of robot parts are. Robot. Yeah. That, yeah. That's, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. It really kind of, in a lot of ways, turns into like a thriller towards the end, too. I mean, not over the top, but, you know, at some point... So this is definite spoiler territory here. I think we should just say that. Um, at some point, he decides he's going to try to help her break free. He's decided that he he learns some things about this guy. You know, he finds out that she wasn't the first one, and that every time he iterates on this technology, he destroys the the previous one. Um, and you see this like really some really disturbing like surveillance video, uh, and he decides he's gonna kind of help her help her break out. And then there's just this great. There's it felt like almost a half an hour of just him trying to f- kind of like snooping around, investigating, and then figuring out how he's gonna get her out. Um, and and the guy <laughs> Google guy, I, I I know we've said his name before, but he's so scary. That like you just that's so tense because you're just waiting for him to figure out what this kid is up to. Uh, I mean, and he had to he's put precautions in place, but a guy that's smart, he had to have known that's where it was going to go. Right. Like you'd think that maybe the best course of action would not be to just get blackout drunk around this dude all the time. Yeah. (laughs) But it's part of his character. Like he's so smart that he's just unstable. You know what I mean? And he spends all his time alone. I mean, yeah. except his AIs. So I guess my point is, he wanted this outcome, so it could not have been too surprising for him. If you know what I mean? Yeah, like, oh, he doesn't I seem to have was... enough safety precautions in place. Well, there's the big re- reveal later that I think that uh, he was probably saw this coming the whole time. I think that was part of his plan. That's it? what I'm saying. But like, he didn't want what happens in the end to happen. He just wanted to know yeah. that the guy would want that to happen. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think he. I think he expected the breakout and the investigation and all that stuff. I don't think he expected what ultimately happened. Yeah, twist. <laughs> yeah. Um, should we just talk about the ending? Ending? Are we there yet? Well, before we get to yeah. that, though, I, I want to talk about that. What I thought was one of the more underrated characters in this flick, Kyoko, not just because she was naked on the bed. <laughs> she wasn't just a walking sex toy, basically. Yeah, she. I was suspecting from early on that that chick was a robot, and sure and shit, because you know the way he kept talking once, especially once he started talking about that he had other iterations of this AI mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And then you start thinking, it's like, well, the way she moves, she doesn't talk. It was a There's first, something fishy about her. I thought it was great. It was the first shot for me where you see her looking at the surveillance video of the other robot, just kind of yeah. like with a you know. But yeah, so well, she's the, this you know, Asian. Make, she's this Asian character who cooks for him and like does like I guess laundry and housework. I don't know. It seemed like a kind of maid, yeah, she maid does sort of person. And she's always really scantily clad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then <laughs> she the dances whole, well too. Throughout the whole she movie, has dance moves. <laughs> throughout the whole movie, you basically like you never hear her talk, and he explains this away to the kid as. Well, it just helps me. I don't have to worry about, like, you know, talking about business secrets over dinner because she doesn't speak English. 
Um, and then, yeah, throughout the movie, they kind of hint uh, that something's up with her, and you do the ultimate reveal is that she is also a robot. Which was a great scene. Well, they, a robo they, yeah. they also, you know, <laughs> they also kind of... <laughs> they also kind of telegraph her as being more important than you think that she would be because there's these there's just like random shots where the camera's focused on her where you don't think that it should be. It's a hard um, shift. Like I, like they su- make little suggestions but then once the moment where she actually becomes integral, it just is like 180. Yeah. All of yeah, a sudden she's in the movie now. Yeah, it was a big shift, but I I love the reveal though when she finally revealed herself, Donald Gleason's character, which was another example. Like we were saying earlier, the CGI in this movie is fantastic because she grabs it, pulls off a, you know a big fold of skin and starts peeling it off, and you're like, oh shit, it looks pretty. Also, real. I don't know, I don't job. know if this is intentional, but did the robot face remind you guys of They Live? Because it reminded me of They Live a lot. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I didn't think of that. I guess. Well, now you did. So, <laughs> the end of the movie, basically, uh, there's kind of a big confrontation. Like, the guy gets drunk, and he manages to... What we find out towards the end is that you keep seeing these... Uh, this is, and this is another genius little narrative device. You know, she's in a a glass room, enclosed, and glass he goes in... Glass case of emotion. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said she's in a glass case of emotion. Right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> thanks, thanks. No, um... Uh, and while throughout his sessions, the power keeps going out for these little hits. And then this is when she starts telling him, like, don't trust this guy, whatever, when the power's out. He finds out at some point that she's the one who's doing it. Like, she's able to overload the power grid, like, through her charging station or whatever, which is kind of another, it's another neat little, like, well, we don't really have to explain how this happens, you know, power. That's going to become dangerous once she gets out. Right. But, um, and the guy makes a note of saying, like, oh, I don't know why my fucking power keeps going out. It's super weird. Um, and then at some point, the, the, the whole building, the whole compound is programmed. So that when power goes out, everything locks down. But when this one guy gets, when Google guy gets drunk, the younger guy powers the, basically reprograms the system so that the next time that power goes out, everything unlocks. And he tells this to the girl. Um, now at some point, Google, scary Google guy. <laughs> It finds out about it like he knows about it and there's this great scene at breakfast on his last day where he calls him out on it basically but not after not until after like a five minute incredibly tense awkward like back and forth where they're both trying to pretend that they don't know about things about each other <laughs> um and then it all ends in like this big kind of confrontation um you know i don't think we really have to give away the end end that's but, true uh, you can probably guess it's just so tense you know it's tense and scary and emotional and i think like um they they're just so good at manipulating your emotions i feel like the whole time yeah and i mean i just i think like particularly the end is when the whole cla- claustrophobia thing becomes even more real because it's like there's there are these confrontations that happen in hallways basically and so everything just seems more intense because it's happening in such closed quarters. Like in order to get out, I have to get past this person. Yeah, like this no hallway. windows. And although there are rooms in the house that have like awesome windows to just outside for no reason. Yeah. The whole walls glass is kind of cool. Like his workout room. That guy's I just... house is super neat. You guys. I mean, it I, this, it's what I, I picture Schnarz's house to look like. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you haven't been there? No. 
I thought I wouldn't want to ruin the image. <laughs> um, I, the other, the only thing that I thought was a little disappointing is that there's so many rooms in there, and you only see four or five of them. Like yeah. you, they never really give you any indication of what's going on in those other rooms. Yeah, he's got like the start of uh, Professor X's mansion going there. I'm gonna guess weird robot sex stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. Well, that's it. That was the other weird thing. Weird robot sex stuff. Uh, when when the guy's getting flown in in the beginning of the movie, and this was in the trailer too, the guy that's flying the helicopter, or he's like, when are we going to be at the compound? And the guy in the helicopter is like, we've been flying over the compound for two hours. So it, oh. you, yeah, I mean, I guess the idea <laughs> being that it's like so far remote that that's what that means. No, like but he like, owned all that land, basically. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. you know, the the actual kind of house is really small. But I thought it was, I thought it was really cool, like how organic the building was. You know, like yeah. it's it it's neat. like totally integrated with the environment, and then all the technology is yeah. so well done. It was very really well, really well designed house too. Mm. You know, N- nice furniture, mm. good views. <laughs> So just the, me being stupid and that when they first walk in there and you walk down that little t- glass tunnel into his first room in his house, which was pretty cool, having that little stairway through that glass tunnel. And then you had that little sitting room there. Was that a big bowl of weed sitting on that table? I don't know, but that <laughs> like would awesome. I did not notice. I don't know, but I'm going to say yes, it was. I totally could have been. Maybe that says a lot about me that I that stood out to me. Because I wondered about that through the whole movie. Do they smoke weed in the movie? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. I think they just drank. Weed. Drank. They purple drank. They uh, drank weed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I cannot... A lot of things would have to happen in the rest of this year for this movie to not make my top ten. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think as of right now, halfway through the year almost, this is my number one, I think. Bold statement, you guys. Coming out. I mean, there's it's gonna be it's gonna be hard to have a movie that I feel that is this well made, certainly. Um just given the general quality of shit that we watch. And And I just (laughs) you know, this movie will be fascinating if if we are all so lucky slash unlucky to be alive when AI actually is becomes a thing this would be a fascinating movie to look back on. Like the way that sort of fifties future stuff is now, you know, Dude, what I mean? the, the robot people are going to go back and watch. There's going to be like, we're all going to be dead and the robots are just going to be watching movies about what we thought robots are <laughs> well, going to be like. It's, it's different now though, because I feel like we are so, I mean, people take it for granted, but like we're, we're kind of living in the fucking future right now. So I think I mean, that think doing this something... near future stuff is way easier now because we see the path. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, think about like wrist communicators and shit. Like, it, literally, yeah. a wrist communicator of sorts just was just released. And like right? little flat so, bendy yeah. screens, and you know. But like, I just think it, I think this will be a really interesting movie for a long time, and I think it's going to hold up on multiple viewings. I just want to know when we all get jelly brains. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I want. That's the guess. other the one thing that th- this movie didn't do, which I feel like similar movies Wait, always what do. You call it? Sorry, what do they, you call it? Liquid. Well, it wasn't software. It was like liquid wear. Okay. Wetware. Wetware. Oh, my God. This is genius. I love that. Wetware has been, been around since um, like Shadowrun. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I, just one of the things, and this is kind of the last point I wanted to make, but one of the things that I thought was really measured about this movie was that they didn't do a lot of, you know, if you saw even something like, uh, like Her, if you guys saw that movie, yeah, uh, they do a lot to, to show 
the process of how she learns. Like, so there's a lot of like, I'm looking this up. She doesn't say it, but bleep, bleep, I, I bleep. guess I know Kung Fu. I mean, it's integral to this movie that she doesn't show. You just understand that that stuff's going on. It's happening in the back so of her, you know, fast. Well, it's happening in her. Yeah. Mind, and that you don't deal with you don't deal with any of the like clerical shit of finding stuff you don't ever have that one like terminator shot where you see things through her perspective and yeah. you know what i mean like they just and her really, is a lot more really cutesy and stylized too well i mean there's a ton of differences but yeah, i'm just saying I'm looking I, this thing up now yay I, but it, i mean it deals with similar things though yeah. with the idea no, of huh? this artificial thing being sexualized and i think um, the technology totally is similar to her in a lot of ways um but this movie, I think, yeah, is, but you don't is get Joaquin Phoenix with his jacked up pants. Yeah, her, I think, went farther than this in the near future fashion department. Like, there's a lot of weird, like, subtly weird things people are wearing in her. Whereas this, like, just sweaty wife beaters and button up shirts, you know, it's like an average day, 2015. <laughs> that they, it, they, I think they walk a, a real fine line, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you go too far than your future stuff, at some point you're just Jason X. Yeah. And everybody's wearing uh, purple fuzzy sweaters and shit. How much how much cod do you think Google guy ate to stay ripped oh, like that? So, well, he could probably just go outside and just, just pick it out of the fucking stream flowing by his house. He just eats it raw like a bear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just Unlimited supply of cod. Ugh. The uh, other thing I loved about this flick was just the writing in general. There was a lot of little shit uh, details and stuff that was going on in this movie that I thought was fairly genius that the 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 director wrote this movie as well. So there are little things, you know, like how he came up with facial expressions by turning on, hacking the cameras for his company, um, took the, you know, turned the cameras on the cell phones on all across the world and started measuring, you know, recording people's facial reactions that way and processing through that. But then like even his thoughts on how he used people's searches through his search engine that made him rich to, you know, come up with how the human brain works and how they make decisions and questions. Well, and, and, and while that, while that, when you hear it, it's a little shocking and like, oh, wow, that's pretty unethical. And then you stop and you're like, well, they could probably do that right now if they wanted to. I mean, they, they could 100% do yeah, that right now. Yeah, uh, they probably and, are. <laughs> I mean, that I thought was awesome. Like, I thought that was awesomely written too, that he used that search in- information in his kind of honeypot operation that he was uh, <laughs> setting up here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is this or is this know, not a honey dicking? Well, it was this. It was meant to be. It was meant to be this really serious moment, and then we can seriously move on. But where you know this big reveal is happening, and he's like, "So you, so you don't think I'm a great programmer? That's not why you invited me here. You're going through all these this stuff, and you're like watching him as you're kind of unpacking this. You're watching him unpack it, and he's like, "Wait a second." Did you use my porn history to design your face? <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things. Everybody that in, in the a, audience went oh, in a shit. Yeah, yeah, and right. That's what I mean. Like in a in a lesser film, that moment would have been laugh out loud. But like in this film, it was like, oh god, it was just this like gut punch of. Like, I'm gonna be honest. I immediately started thinking what my robot would look like. <laughs> I did. I too. haven't quite figured it out yet. Yeah, I, 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 I have to do more research. Gave him the uh, straight answer on that question. Either he's he was just kind of like, well, yeah, yeah duh. Yeah. <laughs> but right, that's kind of genius though, because it like it answers the question of how this guy could be so sure that he'd be able to manipulate this kid. Um, yeah. All right, guys. I think that'll do it. Ex Machina, would you recommend this? Uh, if so, do you think people should go out to the theater, CeCe? 
Yes. Sophie? Absolutely. The visuals are too stunning, I think, for a smaller screen. Casey? Absolutely. Support movies like this financially, please. And Mark? Yes, see this early and often. Sweet. (laughs) I really wish, again, Schnars was here so we could find out how close we really are to this movie. Uh, but in in lieu of that, I do highly recommend it. It's fantastic. I loved it. Uh, also, uh, if I could put on my Schnars hat, this movie made back its budget this weekend. So that's nice. great. Very cool. It was it was made for, I think, around $14 million and made like $17 million. What if it was funded by Google just to kind of feel out how people felt about how this <laughs> oh, whole God. secret AI... It was like, it. well, now it's a, you know, it's a sleight of hand trick. You're like, while you're watching this movie, we're doing the same thing, but different. Yeah. Twist, this actually is a documentary, and it did escape. If anyone has seen her, please let Google know. It was made by Yeah. Do not go on a date with her. Yeah. So right, here's, a quick, here's a serious question, though. Do you guys think John Schnars would actually like this? I yeah. do. I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I would think, think he'd so. like it a lot. He, I, I speak with John often, and he expressed regret that he did not see it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'd be into it. Does he know he's allowed to see the movies if he doesn't do the podcast? Uh, John, John, just uh, there are probably congratulations in order when he gets back because he is finishing off his uh, his school that has been turning turning him into a ghost in these parts. So hopefully you guys will be seeing more of John. I still don't know what he's going to school for. It's been like three years. Business, yeah, business. Something businessy, right? All right, that's it, guys. Yeah, I think he's getting his getting his MBA there. Ex Machina. We're gonna do this movie. We're done. No movie guide? Not movie guide? Oh, no. We're going to play this bumper, and then you can do the movie guide. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, guys. Let's take a quick break (laughs) and do some fan mail. Ask anyone who was brave enough to see Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th, and they will tell you they were terrified over and over and over and over. The 12th. Friday the 13th. We dare you to see this film all over London and in the West End. Your Fright Day will be the day you're brave enough to see Friday the 13th. Certificate X. Hey, this is Brian O'Holler, and you might know me from such films as Clerks, Clerks 2, Brutal Massacre. You're listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. Send your emails to info at bloodygoodhorror.com or hit us up on Twitter at BGHorror with the hashtag AskBGH. And don't forget to pick up back episodes of the show at podcast.bloodygoodhorror.com. Sorry, guys. That review had to be taken out behind the shed like old Yeller put to rest. Uh, Mark. Yeah. What's Movie yeah. Guide? Oh, my God. Movie Guide is our favorite website. Um, <laughs> MovieGuide.org. Is also, last time Cece was on, she was going to look up the type of crazy religious people oh, that these people yes. were. I'll do that now. Did you not do your homework? I did, but Damn. then I forgot. It's been so long. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, so Movie Guide is uh, is our wonderful Christian website that has these amazing stream of consciousness reviews about the objectionable content in the movies we watch. Uh, and usually if a movie gets a wide release, they have a review of it, which I just think is fantastic. I'm going to guess Robot Skin Jobs is in there. Yeah, you guys ready? Never been more. Yes. Okay. So, Ex Machina features a very strong mixed bag of humanist musings on technology, love, biology, 
quote unquote gender and consciousness <laughs> are they uh, are they like i don't know challenging the concept of gender yeah with the general theme of man seeking to be god with a moral pagan activity throughout plus ethics and morals are implied but never actually exhibited 24 obscenities mostly f words and three strong profanities strong violence includes a man punched and stabbed twice and spoiler alert man grotesquely slices his arm open to make sure he's human strong sexual content includes discussion of female robots having the physical ability to engage in sex with intercourse implied mm. discussion of programmed heterosexual orientation sensual dancing with robot mm. seduction references to erection and pornography and kissing <laughs> extreme nudity includes most multiple instances of upper and lower female nudity of robots with human-like skin plus some upper male nudity heavy drinking with multiple scenes of drunkenness no smoking or drugs and heavy instances of lying and manipulation mm. pornographic man beard <laughs> Can we add? Is there like an add to this entry? <laughs> Gristle soaked beard. Oh, I, just, I would like oh, to add that oh, when oh, I went oh. to their site, they have a newsletter you can sign up for where they will recommend a date movie for you. Nice. Oh. <laughs> um, Do you think passion it the opposite the way and be like, I I need to go see a movie that has moral relativity in it? Can you send it to me? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I just so. love. I the, I feel like the most fascinating thing in this is the quote gender part i don't know like what the, like gender do they does this person not believe in the concept of gender i don't I just don't get it it's adam and, and eve three, mark not adam and, and three swears three swears oh and also the tagline for this is when men seek to be god bad things happen that's hmm. the movie guide tagline true <laughs> <laughs> all right guys info at bloody is the email address first up caitlin caitlin says I don't know how you guys could say Lynn Shea is pulled into every crappy horror movie when she will be starring in Helen Keller versus Night Wolves. <laughs> Shame no. on you. No. P.S. Nothing will ever beat her giving herself an exposed brain orgasm in Dead End. I've never seen that movie and now I <laughs> oh, do not want to. Yeah, it's not that good. <laughs> um, today, flashing them TDs, uh, Eric's movie of the year, and he sent me a link to an MTV tweet that says... The Last Witch Hunter. It's a war between our world and the next. Hashtag Vin Diesel stars in hashtag Last Witch Hunter. I watched that trailer. I'm down. See the teaser trailer at MTV. <laughs> oh, here you go. They did bit.ly slash MTV teaser. Boom. I hope they give him the sugar sickness, too. I didn't, they just call it an MTVzer. Hashtag steampunk sugar <clears throat> sickness. Uh, Brian Lasseter. I love that Lloyd Kaufman thinks that bloody good horror is the best horror on TV. <laughs> uh, that was his bumper uh, he recorded was a couple years ago that's kind of that, my favorite that was me talking to him and i think what i cut out was me laughing like an asshole at the end of it because I was not ready for him is the best tv there is we uh yeah <laughs> that guy's the we best. haven't yeah getting bumpers is fun you get lots of interesting interactions that you wouldn't have had otherwise yeah. um hi guys the last horror <laughs> game i played is evil within which i really liked uh did you guys play it Casey? I have not. It is on my list, though. This is Aussie Andy, by the way. He also says, uh, I have Resident Evil Revelations 2 um, to play my PS4 and the original RE remake to play through again. I always go back to Dead Space as well. Um, as the first game in the series, it's still a favorite on the PS3. Are there games, uh, not just horror, you guys find yourself playing more than once? I have played through the Mass Effect games more than once, and as I mentioned, the Dead Space games. Um, also, I know it's not horror, but would love to hear your thoughts on the new Avengers movie. I assume you'll be seeing it. Aussie Andy. 
Um, I still haven't seen the first Avengers. What? what? Ain't yeah, no, I, uh, I, I haven't. I haven't either. I'll tell what? you what. Joss is boss. Go I see it. I, yes. Okay. I, <laughs> I love the original Iron Man. Iron Man 2 made me super sad because it was so terrible. Well, Avengers is better than all of those. So. As I said Joss. last week too, I also really hate, hate the Marvel thing of like the bad guy is a bigger or more evil version of this good guy. Oh, that's not so true. It, well, that's not true in the first Avengers. You could say that about yeah. the second, but yeah. not the first. Uh, no, I mean, I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're entertaining. I just... I am stoked. Yeah, I'm excited. I have other things to do. Like last week when I watched all three Paradise Lost documentaries in a row. Nice. Oh, that's really heavy watching to watch back. No shit, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God, I don't although jail, been, that's although cool Avengers thing. Two is going to be hard to get into after going through uh, the entire season of Daredevil on Netflix. Yeah. yeah I, people keep telling me about that. Should I yeah. watch that? If yeah, I've got some- that's yes. really good too. It was awesome. Actually, they, it takes place in the same event of universe as the Avengers movie. Cause they actually refer, refer to it a lot, but man, yeah. is it a whole hell of a lot more brutal and violent? Yeah. It's the aftermath of the first Avengers movie. Like this half the city is destroyed and yeah. then it's in hell's kitchen of like Gordon Ramsay. Yes, he's okay. there. He's the boss. Yeah. I mean, literally and figuratively speaking. This is shit. Does this look cooked <laughs> to you? Um, you know what? Forget <laughs> Avengers. I saw, I got the trailer, the new Terminator Genesis trailer, and I don't care what the haters say, you guys. That movie's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> that is it like the most great. genius way to make a dumb sequel to Terminator in 2015. Like, hey, we already have a ridiculous time travel movie that doesn't make any sense. Why don't we just give you guys all the cool shit you liked at one time, and we'll just re—it's like a remix. It's Terminator remix, basically, with fucking the Mother of Dragons. You're just excited because it may have rain fights. It looks quite rain fight. It possible. looks awesome. <laughs> rain fight. Um, Forecast rain fights. And also fucking Star Wars. That Star Wars yeah. trailer came out. I'm not even like a Star Wars fan. The thing gave me chills. I was like, Nathan's going to be in Star Wars. I don't think we've really talked about it though since it came out. It looks real good. Yeah, it looks fucking amazing. Yeah, Oscar Isaac's going to be in Star Wars. He's got a douchey name, though, something Poe. Um, and to answer his question, I have been playing nothing but Heroes of Might and Magic 3, which came out in 1999. So I have a few games that I like to play over. So, yeah. I uh, Well, so Eric will probably echo this, but I've played through uh, Castlevania <laughs> Symphony of the Night on three different systems. Maybe I played uh, through maybe six times. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Yeah, um, I just play Hearthstone all the time, and they just came out with a mobile game, so I can play it on the crapper at work, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the new like words with friends. I played that for like a week, and then uh, it was just too much to keep up. It was too much pressure. Well, I play Hearthstone anyway, so the fact that it's just a bonus—is it the same game, just mobile-fied? Yeah. Like, why are you taking your it's iPad the into the game, bathroom? Mobile-fied. It's Leave me alone, Susan. <laughs> yeah, well, now you can just get to play on your phone. You don't have to bring a whole... It's really conspicuous to bring an iPad into the bathroom. That's what you would say to Susan when she embarrasses you in front of everybody. Well, since Mark broke the uh, paper yeah, you know. of the subject, they uh, I've been on a huge uh, iPad gaming kick, so hmm. they, uh, that's where all mine have been lying. But Devious Dungeons 2 is pretty entertaining if you like uh, the hack and slash stuff. Uh, Sophie, you play games at all? No. CC. <laughs> Um, well, I just played, oh shit, I, you, this is how much I play. My 
brother-in-law brought over the like Mortal Kombat version with all of the superheroes. Oh, so I played uh, that. Injustice Gods yes. Among Us. Yeah. Yes. So I did play that recently and I loved it because Mortal Kombat used to be my jam. Mm, there's a new one of those <laughs> out, you know. I know, but that means that I'd have to buy a system, and <laughs> I'm trying to stay away from that. Uh, you can do I'm fatalities fair. in that game, right? Like on the yes. superheroes? That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really fun. I'm currently in the process of trying to convince my coworkers to bring a PS4 into work, and I feel like I'm 12 again asking my rich cousin to bring his uh, <laughs> game systems over. When <laughs> I'm just still collecting old ones. Somebody gave me a Wii the other day. He's like, do you oh. want a Wii? I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait till you like can't get out of that room of yours because there's just so much shit. Yeah, I, it's starting to pile up. I'm not sure what to do with all of it at this point. <laughs> I love it when I get the uh, messages from Harry <laughs> where he says, hey, look at all this cool stuff this guy at work gave me. I hope my wife doesn't find it, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's more, I don't know. It's more just like I, I just got to get it home and work it into the pile. And then it's just like it was there all along. Oh yeah! <laughs> just just close the door every like, time you leave the room. It's like and Schrodinger's you're cat, like it was always there, and not there at the same time. <laughs> uh, that was Aussie Andy. Last up, New Jersey Nick. I would love it if you guys keep tearing down conspiracies. I keep track of them mostly for their entertainment value. Last week, man, I didn't have any good ones. Last week we had that uh, hot banger with the Jade Helm. Yeah. Well, I'll have to start. <laughs> I'll have to start sharing something that I find, but also somebody wrote in and said that Jade Helm would be a really good name for one's member. <laughs> what? If it's Jade color, you need to go. I mean, to yeah, I was, that just makes me think it's got Gan Green, and then uh, that's a no-go. I don't know. Maybe it's got like kryptonite in it. What the hell what? do I know? Well, then who wants who wants a dick with kryptonite in it? <laughs> I'm not a superhero not expert. Either. Okay, Cece. <laughs> I'm just telling you what this person tweeted at I mean, me. I don't know. There's so many ways. I guess, now although... I a, now I just it, have visions of Lex Luthor running, chasing Superman around with his pants down. Like like big green in boner. the Batman vs. Superman movie, there's a kryptonite <laughs> member, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, I was going to say something else. Totally forgot. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. We're also on Twitter, at BGHorror, with the hashtag AskBGH. Mark. Yeah, first one, 40 Ounce Heroes. Could someone adapt Videodrome today, and would the movie be as terrifying as it was when it was originally released? Hmm. I don't like Videodrome, so I'm not the person to answer this. <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I think they could. They did pretty good with the... What was that one we watched with the uh, mouth-breathing redhead kid? Antiviral. Oh, and I really liked Antiviral. That was I'm, similar. I mean, I think if it was... Oh my god. I'm not talking. <laughs> beep, boop, beep. Uh, if it was done today, I feel like it would have to be, you know, kind of, I feel like it would be based around something like Live Week or one of those sites where you're just sort of being subjected to things that you're not supposed to see normally. Uh, I don't know how good it would be. The genius, though, here's the thing. I hate that movie, but it is genius. Like, it was very forward thinking that he was looking ahead you know yeah it's old technology but what he's really kind of commenting on and looking ahead at is kind of like he could sort of already see the way we're living our lives now if that makes sense do you know what i mean he couldn't see the technology but he could see the way that this this new all this input was going to basically intertwine itself with kind of every aspect of our lives that to me is what that movie's about um so you would have to in order to do it as effective you'd have to kind of have some type of prophetic thought about the future i feel like 
Uh, I also like that movie has a lot of amazing still images, but when they move, I'm not as into it. <laughs> like you could take almost any still from that. and It looks great, but I just I find it kind of boring. Who and who wants to see James Wood's ass? Come on. <laughs> lower male nudity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Lower male nudity. She got to specify. The it. next one is from uh the next one is from philly's femme who just happens to be on this podcast right now and i just wanted i just wanted to point that out to embarrass the shit out of her in front of everyone didn't know i was gonna be on the podcast when i tweeted it (laughs) the system uh so she posted a link to the uh a news post about oren pelly's area 51 and she wanted to know what our thoughts were is there a trailer yeah, guys, thoughts? No, but he record, he filmed it in 2008, like right what? after Paranormal Activity, and it's just been on a shelf since then. So they're finally releasing there, it now. There All was right. a trailer. I just saw one on iTunes for it. Huh. Oh, is I there? Mean, hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's kind of, you know, basic found footage-esque, but I mean, I think it looks good. I mean, I'm all about aliens, so. I like scary alien stuff. Yeah, I'm going to see it. I, I, think the, I think the most important news in this is that, uh, Paramount Insurge also announced that the found footage comedy Drunk Wedding will play exclusively in Alamo Drafthouse Theaters the following weekend, Friday, May 22nd, for the POD release set for May 22nd as well. I could, I could get into that. We just had a question not too long ago about what other things could you do with found footage. That sounds interesting. There, there. I feel like there's been a few attempts at comedies, but I can't think of them actually now. That what I'm about honest. laser tag found footage? Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> so would that be two hours of laser tag? Yeah. I mean, has there been like a school shooting found footage? Because I feel like Lee. that's probably Lee. down the pipe somewhere. Well, <laughs> like like uh, was that movie Elephant? Oh yeah. But with cell phone video. Mm. Well, I was. Uh, we posted a trailer for this movie called Cub on bloodygoodhorror.com which is about a boy scout camping trip where they find this like feral kid and his adult sidekick and they like you know there's murder happening but I was saying that you know child on child violence is not really America's thing you don't see a lot of that in in our movies you see it in other people's movies yeah you just you just don't see it in uh, American movies Um, Cub is not the name of your dating profile Mark (laughs) (laughs) his is Otter Otter yeah that's right Otter cub. I had a, a very Someone detailed conversation the other day with a coworker of mine about the difference between those two because I was unclear. I'm still confused. <laughs> it seems like an arbitrary line to me, if I'm being honest. You know what I'm most interested in? What if you are of one type and then you start working out and your like body changes? You, you know? switch types. You got to switch groups. <laughs> yeah, got to switch them. You got to get your new Got to get your license plates changed over and everything. <laughs> okay. Uh, cub sixty nine four twenty. Uh, next one is from Lovely Dead Adam. Zombievers, guys, are you going to do it? I don't know. It's kind of moments past for that, right? Like, you know, it's almost. I could make up that discussion now without even seeing the movie. You know who can answer this question because she reviewed this for bloodygoodhorror.com? This guy right here. Yeah. yeah. Should we see it? Um. Nope. Veto. No. I think like I think I I think they had a really good idea going, but it just kind of felt like what would happen if two guys were like, oh, these are a lot of tropes that happen in horror movies, and then just did them, but didn't subvert them or comment on them or do anything interesting with them. Hmm. Kind of like so uh, it had funny parts, but it wasn't it wasn't great. It sounds like maybe it was like all cheerleaders die where we couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be satire or is just offensive some, or not. I can't tell. Yeah, somebody somebody who's totally me. fucking tone deaf. Yeah. Oh, maybe God. not quite as tone deaf, but pretty close in a lot of parts. 
All right. Somebody tell uh, me if I need to be outraged by this movie. Nah. Uh, next one would is B. Lassiter. Uh, would Unfriended have been better if the villain had been the girl from Chronicle who got puked on by Andrew? Uh, <laughs> what? I don't, I don't remember that much about Chronicle, unfortunately. Next, next tweet. Next tweet. Uh, uh, I'm going to read this anyways. Uh, <laughs> All right, Ron Burgundy. This is from uh, Chris Kassler. Do you think a better title for Unfriended would be Brown Eye with the letter I instead of E-Y-E? <laughs> not really sure what he's, what he's getting at. I mean, I know what that is, but I don't understand what it has to do with Unfriended. <laughs> Come on, guys. If you're going to be offensive, at least be clever. Speaking of being offensive yet clever, this one comes from one of our writers, uh, Ben Ecker. Uh, So what would... Okay, so this is a a gender-specific question that I'm going to rephrase because we've got ladies in the house. Uh, (laughs) What would would each of your ideal bots be like and in parentheses, apart from the obvious that Joe's would have beer tap nipples, of course. <laughs> We're not have, I'm not having this discussion on this show. Just so you know. And can you paste into the chat what he actually wrote? Because I, I have a couple guesses. No, it just said no. It just said, what would your ideal lady bots be like? Yeah. Uh, I yeah. thought it seemed more vulgar from your description. No, no. So what would, what would each of your ideal uh, gender non-specific robots be like? Mine would be gender non-specific. Yeah. I would also like tap. beer tap nipples on mine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want beer tap nipples, a popcorn machine, and a bong built into it. <laughs> oh. I'll take one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to uh no I, one wants the kryptonite. I'll tell you what though, I do like that we have like a nice kind of cross section, like, okay, some of our listeners read books with CC and some of them tweet in butthole jokes. <laughs> like that's a, I feel pretty good about that kind of swath we've got there. Yeah, but you can't knock them because we've been encouraging the butthole jokes for years. No, so I'm saying I think I, I like that we've got a little variety. That's right. Great question. Uh, I think Casey's answer wins by far. Uh, we've got three more quick ones. First one, the movie pit. If you could be any character in any horror film, who would it be? Mm-hmm. I like I like that stoner dude from uh, Cabin in the Woods. He seems yeah. cool. That's a good pick. Mm. I think it would be kind of cool to be Patrick Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He does have pretty nice abs, but he does a lot of sit-ups, and that's not fun. Great taste yeah. in music, you know? Yeah. Awesome, business. Be- awesome business cards. Mm. <laughs> I think I'd want to be Peter Vincent from Fright Night, the original. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. I don't he know. was cool. Yeah, my brain's. I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I was gonna say I can't think of any any good ones. <laughs> Everyone right. I think of, it's like, nope, that wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe Bigfoot be kind of cool to be Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> Just Bigfoot in that Ed Sanchez movie. Just think of how much cod you could eat if you were Bigfoot. <laughs> and you could just smash a lot of shit. That'd be. I want to be the bike that he throws up against that house. <laughs> Just if so I would mad. Win, I would totally fight the rock and I would win. Take your fucking bike back too, you little prick. <laughs> See, I'd be a waste as Bigfoot. I'd be too much like Harry from Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> oh yeah, like what about uh, Beetlejuice? Kindly Bigfoot. Oh, see, Beetlejuice would be pretty fun. Although you'd have to wait on someone to say your name, and then that's kind of lame. Yeah, yeah but they get like, to run around in Ghost World the whole time, though. Well, that's you? true. I'd assume. 
I'm just assuming he doesn't and disappear. There are some cool to... people there, so. Yeah, That's you just fine. have to keep an eye out for sandworms. <laughs> All right, uh, two more. Frame is four. Did you guys pick up on the subliminal foreshadowing throughout the film, like the punching bag, the sushi knife, etc.? No, I didn't. Punching yeah, bag. I mean, well, I mean, I don't know that I picked up as much on the like foreshadowing of the punching bag, but like the sushi knife and stuff, like there was a pretty prolonged scene with that. But then, I mean, if I don't know why Christian, this didn't occur to me, but I guess you could make the argument that part of the reason why he was like lifting and doing so much strength training was so that when these robots inevitably tried to escape, he could beat the shit out of them because <laughs> he's the only one there. Like he's his yeah. own security person, basically. That's and true. He's and clearly I mean, having intimate relations with them. So, well, and the other robots had like arms missing and stuff. So yeah. it was kind of bizarre. Hmm. Now that's what go. I think about this movie. Yeah. I mean, I just think there's a lot of really deliberate choices that I'd be interested to go back and, and see. Uh, last one, Sammy J XOXO. Uh, if this is too personal, my bad. You guys were talking about CC's awesome tattoos. Who else has ink? As always, love from Oz. I I got some tattoos. One of them was eighteen. My arms. Okay. <laughs> I got a I got a bunch of them. I don't. I have back hair. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> Sophie. Yeah, like what, Sophie, yeah, what do you have? You uh, I mean, I have. I don't. You don't do all of them, do you? But what's? The, give me the highlight reel. Uh, I have a New Orleans jazz funeral on my hip from when I lived in New Orleans. And I have a giant, like, multicolored geometric eagle on my thigh. Nice. Sweet. Huh. <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> I think Mark I've, definitely uh, has the weirdest tattoo. Uh, uh, with, with, Joe's, Joe's full-sleeve haunted mansion tattoo, I do find a little weird. <laughs> I'm not mean, gonna lie. I, I mean, I have a, I have a gremlin's half sleeve, uh, and I've I mean, got, what is that really? Though, you're like, you're, you're kind of short selling it. Well, it's, uh, I don't know what the actual, what the actual painting is, but it's like the Virgin Mary holding the baby Jesus, but it's a gremlin <laughs> <PA>. holding. <laughs> it's called the what Pieta. happens when you get it wet. <laughs> it's like the evil gremlin holding baby Gizmo, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I haven't washed, the- I haven't washed this arm in the two years since I got. Yeah, it. you shower with your uh, arm outside the curtain. <laughs> Yeah, it's really disgusting. Uh, and I've got some some luchador tattoos. I've got some Mexican wrestlers on my body. So I've got <laughs> I've got some. I've got some shit going on. Um, uh, speaking of Jesus, Cece, yeah. did you notice that Google guy gets stabbed in his side there in the Jesus spot? I did. Yeah. In the Jesus spot. Jesus spot. <laughs> Although he's not like the get... G spot at all. <laughs> it's totally yeah, he different. Gets, he gets stabbed in the J spot. I understand yeah. how you would make that connection, though. I don't know that he. Um, they went as far as to like stigmata him. But I was yes. waiting for him to get stabbed in both hands and just be like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening." Yeah. This so. is so weird. This would happen this way. <laughs> I was wondering if they were going to go full battle royale with it where he like falls to the ground and then he just like stands back up and answers a phone call and then falls again. <laughs> that like stabbed in the ribs thing though. So I don't want to call it a cliche because I think it made perfect sense in this movie, but I feel like it happens at least once in almost every horror movie. Well, I mean, but here, I mean, not to like go too far into the like Christian sim- symbolism, but like it's interesting. Oh. I, it's she interesting. almost said symbology because I keep I, saying it. I know, <laughs> but it's interesting that he got stabbed in the side because the Christian mythos of the creation is that Eva, or I mean Eve, which is a derivative of Eva, came from Adam's rib, 
And the only like inside body parts that you see of Ava besides her like circuitry work are two metal ribs. Hmm. So it's kind of like a, a full circle that he created her and she's stabbing revolting. him in the Jesus yeah. spot. Damn, Cece. Yeah. Were you just going to keep a little that bit of to yourself? Going there too, couldn't you? Do what? You could get a little bit of stigmata going in there too, couldn't you? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a whole lot of stuff that, you know, is. Listen, um, Cece, if you're going to bring the good stuff, you got to bring it during the review. <laughs> well, <laughs> Are you just going to hold on to that? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I brought it up in the email, and then no one wanted to talk about it. So I was like, "Oh, maybe that was too much." So I, I tried to back off. I've been working like 12 hours a day. No, you, I, I, I didn't read any I'm, of that email. I'm not complaining. I was just saying. <laughs> I know that my soapboxes get a little. Uh, I blame you know. Mark. He's the editor. He's the, the managing editor in a bloody horror now. Wow. Mark, oh, okay. just drop the, the ball now, Mark. The highlight of of it is that he his remote island is the garden of e- of Eden. He yeah. has the tree of life in his actual house. And then he's Adam, she's Eve and she stabs him and leaves him. So that's kind of how it goes. Huh? Boom. Yeah. Look all under like three seconds. Nailed it. <laughs> I want to go under the, I want to go see this movie again now. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to buy it. You can buy movies still skin job. <laughs> Actually, you know what? If I could be any character, I would totally want to be able to peel off my own skin and just like re reskin. That technology was really cool. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of uh, buying movies, Mark, guess what I did? What'd you do? I got rid of cable, motherfucker. Nice. Yes. Time Warner can kiss my hairy ass, baby. (laughs) They didn't even fight with me that much. How do you watch eight hours of nonstop Food Network if you don't have cable? I do not, do not ever do that. <laughs> have never done that. <laughs> uh, pretty much right now, I signed up for HBO Now. Although, I, those mother effers, basically what a- Apple basically convinced them to sign an ex- like a timed exclusive. So for the first three months, you can only get it through an Apple TV, an iPhone, or an iPad. What? Or a computer. Hey. Like I can do I could stream it on my computer to the TV through an Apple TV, but Ugh. like I'm not buying a fucking Apple TV. After three months, which coincidentally is when this season of Game of Thrones is over, then like I'll be able to get the app on my three sixty or whatever. Um so either way, I have no cable, I have HBO and Netflix, and I'm so happy. Although yeah. now I have this huge entertainment center with no box on it. <laughs> I just want an update, Mark, because I've been telling people that I'm going to do it for like the last six months on the show. I fucking did it. That's great, man. Yeah. Proud of you. Thank you. That's my I'd do it, but my wife would leave me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, you know, it was finally just like they sent us the bill. We're like, oh, just kidding. You pay $50 more a month now. So that was kind of the catalyst. There you go. Tweets. That's it for tweets. Okay. Tweets at BG Horror on Twitter. What else, Mark? To say other things people should do. <laughs> what? Maybe Nothing. Just... No one should do anything. Mark. Uh, I mean. Sorry, you totally to cut out on me. I, I said, Mark, say other things people should do. Oh, go to all of our stuff. Uh, we're <laughs> said we're uh, BG Horror on Twitter, Bloody Good Horror on Instagram. We're at RBGH on Reddit. If you go to bloodygoodhorror.com, which you should do anyways, We've got new reviews every day and all of our social stuff. Yeah, and site you can looks still great, buy our t shirt. And yeah, do all that. Site looks awesome. Thanks, man. 
Uh, and pick up back episodes of the show. Podcast.bloodygoodhorror.com. Yes, you good? Uh, Cece, real quick, what yes. do people need for the uh, your next book thing? Um, we are reading After the People Lights Have Gone Off by Stephen Graham Jones, and that starts on May 11th. And you can get the digital version of that, the hard copy version of that, whichever. The reading schedule will be up probably tomorrow or at least by Friday. So, yeah, go to bed. And uh, questions for the oh, author. Yes. When's that and, run out? Um, the questions for Josh Mallerman, which is the author of Bird Box, the first book that we read with the book club. Those questions need to be to our subreddit by Friday. So okay. you can answer that, them. That might not happen. So it's not. Yeah. Good. No, that's uh, actually going to happen. <laughs> no, that will happen, but this getting out before then. Yes, that's true. Um, one last thing. Next week, the next week, Streetwalker Home of Time. <laughs> a girl walks home alone at night. A girl walks home alone at night. It's now on available Netflix. on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Check it out and listen to the review. Uh, anyway, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of BGH and our review of Ex Machina. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk to you next week. Adios. Good night. Bye-bye.